Hello, I'm the Reverend Graham Taylor and I'm going to talk to you today about a guy called Doubting Thomas. Now he was the disciple who just did not believe the other followers of Jesus that he had come back to life. This is what we read about him in the Gospel of John. But Thomas, someone called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples told him, We saw the Master, but he said, Unless I see the nails in his hands, put my finger into the nail holes and stick my hands into his side, I won't believe. Eight days later, his disciples were again in the room. This time Thomas was with them. Jesus came through the locked door, stood among them and said, Peace to you. Then he focused his attention on Thomas. Take your finger and examine my hands. Take your hand and stick it into my side. Don't be unbelieving. Believe. Thomas said, My master and my God. Amen. It has to be said that I probably never believed it. In fact, no matter how often I hear it, I still don't believe it. For you see, the theory of how a winged aircraft flies is this. The wing has a flat bottom but a curved top. As a result, the air flowing over the aforesaid wing has to move faster over the top to catch up with the bottom airstream. This in turn causes a slight vacuum above, allowing the wing to lift objects such as fuselages and people and even the banana you might have had with your breakfast cereal. Sounds like utter black magic, yet it's true. And the fact that many listening have flown all over the world proves it. Not only that, but from this diatribe I can conclude that genuine belief comes from not being told something, analysing something, or even seeing something. It comes from experience the effect of something. All this then brings us to Doubting Thomas. Now he was told by his mates that they had seen the risen Christ. He may even have understood a smidgen of the concept of resurrection from Jesus' own teaching and the Pharisees of his day. Yet he said he wanted to see it for himself. In reality he wanted to experience the presence of Jesus alive for himself. Or put another way, he wanted the tactile sense of the nail and the spear wounds. That he got, and because of that he believed. Because of that, he put his money where his mouth was. Since tradition has it, he took the gospel to Persia and eventually India, where he was martyred at a place called Calamine. Let us also this morning look to the real source of why we believe in the presence of Jesus Christ in our lives. For it doesn't come from reading our Bibles alone, nor does it come entirely through going to church and the company of other Christians. Because whilst these are valuable signposts, a real faith develops from experiencing Jesus to be with you, to be with you on the quiet days and the busy days, the warm days and the cold days, the days of ashes and the days of roses. Now I have always admired someone who sees something then goes on to use what they've observed. Our modern lives are vastly enriched by such creative people. Television. World Wide Web, the motor car, to name but a few other products of such minds. However, a few inventors were like Thomas and had to put their lives in the line for their idea. 
for this was certainly the case for two staunchly Christian brothers who were right. They were, of course, Orville and Wilbur Wright. Now, these two American brothers, inventors and aviation pioneers, are credited with inventing and building the world's first successful aeroplane. While some dispute this, certainly they are believed to have made the first controlled, powered and sustained heavier-than-air human flight. This was on the 17th of December 1903 and it lasted only 12 seconds with the aircraft with Orville on board going a mere 120 feet. It's incredible to think that some 65 years later men would walk on the moon. Anyway, talking about putting your money where your mouth is, for Orville and on the next three flights Wilbur could have been seriously injured or killed. However, such faith did not come easily. Since the brothers started their leap into the unknown, when they gained invaluable mechanical skills, essential for their success, by working for years in their shop, renting presses and bicycles and motors and other machinery. Their work with bicycles in particular influenced their belief that an unstable machine, like a, a aircraft, could be controlled and balanced with practice. From 1900 through to their first fire flight some three years later, they conducted extensive glider tests that developed their skills as pilots. They even built a small wind tunnel to gather more accurate data than any before, enabling them to design and build wings and propellers that were more efficient than anything in existence. Put another way, faith as well as invention is 99% perspiration, 1% inspiration and a dash of panache thrown in for good measure. Here then is a reminder of how we deal with faith in our lives. For if recently the flame has been burning low or you feel a bit distant from God, remember to make the effort to phone home. Remember to look persistently for Jesus' presence in your life. Remember, like all relationships, it takes elbow grease to keep it working. Yet even more important, it really does help not just to see and feel God around you, but also to go flying with it. Since there is no greater builder of faith, understanding and certainty than actually doing something novel, exhilarating, even risky, only in trust. Because then you will know you are right. You will know real freedom. You will genuinely experience the words of Isaiah who wrote, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Don't doubt. This day you'll have a good flight. Amen and thank you for listening.